Go for it. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Mike from Mile High Shooting. And Frank from Sniper's Hide. <sighs> and all we're my back. fans. That's yeah, all my that's I'm, all. Do, I'm doing my bow yeah. to all my fans. <laughs> we're back. We uh, we left off with the precision of precision or the future, future of precision rifle. Sorry, I was reading and talking at the same time. And and we stopped off on radicals where we were, we were looking talking about radicals, radicals and scopes in general. Yeah. But we we transitioned into radicals. And I think where we left off was less is becoming more. And I think that that is a big thing and a good direction to move in. Like, I'm very familiar with the horse reticles. I'm very familiar with the tremor reticles. And yeah, you use it. I, I do. I have one on my rifle right now. Um, I think my next move was to get rid of another scope that I have and transition into a night force mill c the four to 16 yes and move that into a 224 roll nice i i'm using the four to 16 on mine and i really love it yeah i i think that's a good power range for the type of shooting that we do and the type of shooting that i want to use that 224 for mm -hmm. is the direction i want to take and i'll i might even swap it back and forth onto my 308 now that i have that 16 inch barrel um, i might do that too but I think a four to sixteen is after playing with a seven to thirty-five. Mm -hmm. I like the seven to thirty-five. I, I particularly like it on cooler days. Yeah, where there's no mirage or that. I know, like I can... you crank them down mm -hmm. power-wise, and they look better than the ones that top out where you use them. So right. I don't use it on thirty-five. I'll use it like that eighteen to twenty-five, mm -hmm. and it makes eighteen to twenty-five look better. I can agree with that. The resolution is yes. there. It, it, because they're looking at resolution on max power, where when they do the testing, they do it inside of a facility. And I can't remember the name of the test. It looks like a little square. Yeah, the Air Force uh, test grades, right? It's like from 1967 the 1954. or 54. 54, yeah. right. Um, so they're using that, and they're, their focus is on resolution when it comes to that. And if it doesn't cut the mustard, then they, they get rid of it, and they move on to the next piece. Mm-hmm. But I can totally agree with what you're saying there where, where you power it down to use it on um, scope ranges that you're used to or scope ranges that you like to shoot on. It makes it that much more uh, quality for your eye to see because you have to wear special glasses too for shooting. I wear the bigger, yeah, because yeah. I'm wearing prescription. I don't always, but I try to because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm much better for me. Um, I'm like 2,400 in my shooting Well, it eye. doesn't make your eye as tired, too, trying yeah. to focus on something. So my glasses help a lot. And so that, that does, but that's more of the ocular adjustment than the magnification. As long as I get that reticle looking good, that's where I have problems is with the reticles. Mm -hmm. So what I, I really like the Milsey. Mm -hmm. And I like that they've brought it to the market and they're going to do a Christmas tree style reticle. But like you were yeah. saying, knock off the first you know, Miller's so. open that gap yeah, up in the that center gap up and then develop Christmas tree. Cause even if, when you look at, um, when you look at the tremor three, just below the center of the crosshairs is where the wind dots start. So they start to, they start to cone out as you go further down. But in that first mill, half mill area, you have a line of dots that, I mean, if you didn't have a really good eyesight, it would just look like a straight line going across like a bar. Right. So, um, being able to open that up and see kind of around that target because your splash nine times out of 10, if you're just truing your rifle or truing your dope and you're going to either hit low or what's going to appear low, it's actually missing the target off the left or the right, which appears low because it's landing two to 300 yards past it and kicking up dust, which looks like it's yes. low so that you should be able to see you know, what's happening there and be able to translate that information. But having that open without a horse reticle in your way is... Um, it gives me a cleaner spot, a better spot on this actual impact and not necessarily picking up the dirt like you just said as it traveled. A lot of times what we see, because the wind's so bad on our range... It just lays is, down. Well, it not only lays down, but we hit on the left side of the target and wind usually comes from the left for us. So we hit on that left side... Well, people who, when we watch other people on our range, don't see the dirt until it's on the right. Correct. Yeah, and it looks like it comes from behind it or yes. something like that. And they're like, did I hit behind the target? Yeah, and, and or they think they Which hit on possible. the right because yeah. that's where they saw it, but really they hit on the left.
So opening that up, so again, less is more. What do you see the the future of reticles? Like just kind of piggybacking on that portion. That that Night Force XT reticle, I think, that Mill C XT combo, I think is where it's gonna go. Like I said, I'd like to see to recap on the last episode, I'd like to see the main crosshairs be defined and then the Christmas trees be more of a secondary adjustment, but not be in my way. I guess the bigger way I would look at it is if you look at um, Vortex with the EBRs, mm -hmm. those tend to fall in the background a little bit, but the main crosshairs stick out. Not as much etching, not as deep, yes. maybe. Yes, yes. Kind of, kind of like Exactly, it's ghost. more like faded. Yeah, more like a ghost reticle. Uh, look at that, someone's going to pick that up and yes. they're going to make money on it. Exactly, but, I, th um, I think that works out. Uh, let me lower this just a little bit. Uh, we're working with new mics here, guys, trying to give us yeah, a more Yeah, we're trying balance. to see new stuff out. Everybody's always complaining they can't hear me. Yeah, so we're trying to do balance. I have this thing literally on. almost in my mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm, trying to, um, I'm trying to make sure I'm not getting staticky or anything. We're going solid state and with some mic stuff, and I'm trying to use it for SHOT Show. and New technology. New technology I'm playing with, although we're experimenting. We just spent 20 minutes in between these last two episodes. Mm -hmm. like, hopefully that first one got recorded. I kept saying that, and I think you yeah. didn't. Pissed off. No, no, it should be there. <laughs> we're going from one episode to the next where it was working perfectly fine the first time and coming back around to the second one, you had to ditch your iPad and use your phone. The, the software is just being really weird with the playback. They'll record like the the the, the um the sound wave meter yeah. looks perfect, but the playback isn't it's working, so it's freaking it. so I can't there. hear what I'm trying to tell you guys to make sure it sounds good. You don't want to have another one of those uh, Seekins incidents where the On lost the episodes. Yeah. yeah, no lost episode. So we're trying to make sure we're not lost episoding you guys. But I think that what Night Force is doing, and it's, I, it probably is going to take a Night Force to set the trend because they own Horus, or at least the Dr. Owner Dennis. Owns it, yep. Yeah, Dr. Dennis owns it. Um, uh, but that way they can experiment without the liability. So here's a good question. I guess this, this just popped in my head. Is that going to fall into the Horus category? Yes. It'll, so but you're going to pay a premium for it. I don't know if Night Force is charging. <laughs> but see, that's where the benefit comes in. Night Force isn't going to charge themselves. Right. They're going to charge you. Yeah, but yeah. are they going to just bake the price in where you won't notice it? Or is it like somebody else where if you buy Scope A, it's one price. But if you buy Scope A with a Horus, it's a different price. Versus where Night Force can hide that. Right. Or like there's Horus style. So yes. when you're you know thinking of like a grid or an AMR or something you know along those lines where it, it follow it falls into that holdover uh, outside of the reticle. Mm-hmm. But is it going to be made by Horus? Because if it is, I have a feeling you're going to pay another you're gonna four pay. to five hundred dollars. I mean, Horus may come that. out with a new version, and you know, an H sixty six that's you know kick ass. Mm -hmm. But right now, I think the um, between the Mill C and and the um, Night Force XT, it, those are good radicals. I like and the that's Vortex. a Mill XT M I L dash XT. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you guys can look that up. On they they sent us this whole thing a couple. Uh, maybe a month or so ago, and they said, all right, this is the new reticle, and I have the full description of it. And on it, it says, dealers, do not share this with anybody. This is you know, privileged information. Oh, and then, like, literally, like, a week later... It was on Sniper's It was Hide. like, there's a uh, there's an article about it. Like, I'm like, dude, is that in a magazine? Like, it looked like somebody had flipped open a page yes. to a magazine, and there it is. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, you sons of bitches. Well, either probably the recoil people, because Sean's dealing with a bunch sure. of other... Market people that um, it was just funny to see that and mm -hmm. like in bold lettering. Don't share this with anyone. He's but up now. At, it's, it, I guess now it's okay to talk about. Um, it's but it's out there. I mean the the resources are there. It's on the hide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a whole thread on the hide about it. Mm -hmm. So you can go look at what we're talking about on Sniper's Hide in the scope section. Uh, Night Forces XT reticle. It's the Mill XT and it's sort of a, a Mill C Horus uh, hybrid. Hey, that finally did its thing, so we go back and listen eventually. Yeah, eventually. I've been down with it. Yeah. Anyways, um, what other scopes? So there's, we got radicals. So the Mill XT is going to be that new one that Night Force is mm -hmm. going to put out. 
Um, I've worked with a couple people, but nothing that will be out this year and right. that is worth mentioning. The zero, zero compromise. Has they, their own. Has their own. So they have the impact radical. Right. Okay. And that was something that Jeff had come up with when he was working at Yeah, him Collis. and Nick Gephardt. Nick is a big PRS guy, so Nick's been around the block and knows what's going on. And they put that together and put yep. it in their, in their new scope. And again, it goes back to, well, it's, it's not a Horus. It's not as busy. But it looks more like, to me, it looks kind of like a Mill C. Mm-hmm. Where it's just kind of, you know, but it's chopped up, so it's like, Copy this line, paste it here. Copy right. this line, paste it here, all the way down, and it just gets bigger as you go. Yeah, I, I, we're not going to get away from holdover reticles like that anymore. Mm-mm. That's that's set in stone at this point. And it's just, I really do think less is better. I've always found less to be better. Even when you go back in the years with like Jacob and Lindy down at Rifles Only, because Rifles Only was the original Horace place. That's where Horace was, was introduced and um, we did the classes before they went to accuracy first. And one of the things was like Lindy and Jacob always adopted and, and had the horoscopes. I never bought into it. I, did, I met Dennis Samet through U.S. Optics years uh, ago and before. And I just was never a fan because, number one, they came in those Haku scopes, H-A-K-K-O, the Chinese ones. And they never worked right. And so I didn't like them. And then they had the big, heavy, thick reticles before the 59 and the 37s and all that stuff. And I was never a fan, but I taught it. And what you saw was like Lindy, who Lindy's very uh, electrical engineer, very anal, taught at rifles only. And um, he kind of got certain elements down with the Horus, but then he would translate that to a reticle with less and do better. So he used the Horus to train and the other reticle for in practice. And so we started to see early on people would learn on the Horus and then go out of the Horus. And, you know, that's just the way it worked out. I kind of feel that. Mm-hmm. I, I can, it was, it I was can, a new shooter tool. Yeah. I versus can, a, I can get behind that because... Like, I got into a Tremor 3, I was like, I, I fully understood the Radical, and I was like, okay, well, it has a lot of good tools into it, mm-hmm. and it's built in, so where you can get your .1 or .05, you know, as far as, like, the legacy skill of milling, you got two, uh, uh, two-tenth holdovers, I know she's talking big time today, yep. um, my stupid bulldog shorty, come here, dummy, hey. go see Pops, hey, come on, come on, get out of his face, <laughs> um, but... You know, it has a lot of good tools in it, mm-hmm. and including the wind dots. And you can actually calibrate those wind dots to make it your own and use it for your caliber. Right. It's not necessarily a 308. So you just got to understand how to do it. You go to your four mil mark. You go to the second dot. <laughs> Shut up, dummy. Um, you got, uh, you have all these good tools, basically. Yes. Okay. But, and you're right. They are good tools for a new shooter. But a lot of new shooters are like intimidated by it because they're like, dude, it's, there it's a is screen. a lot It's going a screen on. door, man. It's, a, it's, it's looking through a screen door. Right. And honestly, the first impressions matter. Mm-hmm. If your brain is not happy, it's not going to be happy and you'll struggle. So if your first impression is, I don't like it, that's the right answer. Go to something that your brain says it, it, it communicates with because... We're translating information from that grid and from that reticle to our brain and to practical application where if there's a, a delay, if there's a misunderstanding in that translation, it's going to slow you down and you're going to have it errors, you know, and issues. Absolutely. So that's why I think it's important for people to understand that when they look at a reticle, the, ret- the reticle is the point of human contact. It's, it's what we're... we're communicating through Mm -hmm. and so it has to be unique to you don't just do what the other guy says he likes because he likes it Mm -hmm. you know so make sure it speaks to you on that level yeah i think after um really going through and playing with the tremor three um upping my wind game just based off of that grid and i was Mm -hmm. like man i really that really helped me it was a um i don't want to say it was a crutch it was a learning experience no, it's not a crutch, yeah. but it lets you visualize down 
the hold, how it's going to work, what because, it's going to look you know, like. We do a lot of shooting where nobody's teaching you that. You know, you're kind yeah. of learning it on your own. Well, because we we can't see through your head, through exactly. your eye, out the scope. We have to take your word on it. Right, and now I dial to the center more than I hold anything. I don't mm -hmm. I don't hold much anymore unless I absolutely have to hold. If it's like you will hold for these distances, okay, I'll hold for these distances, and I'll use these wind dots. I mean, even with yeah, Brian, we, we, we dialed on four mils mm -hmm. with a 224 at distance and then held the two, yeah. you know, but we could have dialed on five, but right. the wind actually was dropping down below five. Right. So we had to go to four because four was the point the wind did not come down below. So we went to that edge and then we knew, I mean, we literally had almost a... a it was not uncommon to have a one and a half mil difference in the wind on those shots. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot, one and a half mils. Yeah, well, yeah. So that's why we, we had to dial in the four and use the two because that two went from two to a half. And, um, you know, and that's where, that's where these reticles kind of come into play. Yeah. But I like dialing, bringing my back self back into the center. I've been doing that a little bit more. Let you've seen me do it mm -hmm. when we when we get out to those greater distances with the shorter barrels and the slower yep. rounds and stuff like that. I've been doing that lately, and I think that's helped me out a lot too. So I'll just dial it on and then hold wind, you know, left and right of the plate, and and see what we can play with in that eighteen inch gap that you know we, that we found an error in. Right. You know. So um, I think a, a really good thing for me as a new shooter coming into it my favorite reticle that I started with was an H2CMR mm -hmm. because it had those two tenth holdovers and it had an older style of the mill dots, the, the, you know, the open bubbles on them. Yes. And, um, I thought that kind of tied into where I've shot a mill dot scope before. Now this one's a little more fine tuned and now I can see my target through the, through the mill dot and, you know, just kind of, it bridged the gap for me at first. And I was like, well, what's next? What's next? And now looking at a mill C, like I, I want nothing to do with a mil R period. I like a mil R because yeah, clean, I'm but not, yeah. not even me. But looking at a mil C, I'm like, yeah, this is. I, I mean, I that's really like, like this. Data Tangent just came out with their Gen Three XR Armament Technology. Yeah, and they use the dots for the main mil mark because mm -hmm. it's the Gen Three mil dot, and the XR is the extra reticle. Are, are you saying they're circling back around? Yes, they they came back <laughs> around. Well, because they're being consistent. Sure, they're being consistent with their um. Uh, they're, they're Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3. And those were all based on mill dots. So they're being consistent in their design for them. And yeah, it's, it's a dot. And then it has three hash marks, a, a, a quarter, a half, a three quarter, that get progressively oh, bigger. Okay. So the, the quarter is tiny, the half is taller, the three quarter is big, and it makes it look weird because... You have this, What's it called on Google? It's a Gen 3 XR. So keep talking. The, 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 the quarter dot is, is, is a hash mark, but it's a, it's a short one. The half mil dot is a taller hash mark. And then the three quarter mil hash is even taller. So they get progressively taller. And then the one mil mark is a dot. So you have this growing hash mark and then a dot. And it kind of looks weird because it goes backwards. Instead of like the arrows pointing to the dot, that big hash mark bookends the dot. And now you have to separate that from... That guy right there? That's it. Okay. I think. Is it Gen 3? Yeah, Gen 3. XR. That's it. Oh, yeah. That is strange. Yes. It looks like sound waves. Yes. That's the best way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those things that you have to look at. Some other... But that's a direction, and it's just everybody trying to, um, to be just slightly different than the other guy. Mm-hmm. And switching gears here, off of scopes, still in the scope family, scope bases and scope rings. Spur now has their hunting line in the country. We have them over at the shop. So they have, the, they have uh, three different kinds of um, hunting scope rings okay so you're looking at something that doesn't have all the attachment that you have in a regular spur mount you're looking at something that doesn't have a bubble level in it it is a straight up set of scope rings it's half the price it's like 220 oh nice 
Um, they built it for hunters. So you still have 30 mil and 34 mil tube size. They have three different versions. They have a version that just has their, like their aesthetic rings that they had mm -hmm. out for the blazers, right? So you have the aesthetic rings. Then you have the hunter style that has one of the forward attachments. So you can put on one of their pick rails or put on a, a red dot or something like that. Yep. And then you have what they call a dual. So you, both of the scope caps have attachment points for uh, other accessories. Nice. They make them for the, the Saco TRG, the... Um, Probably Tikas, hopefully. Uh, the Tika, yeah. Mm -hmm. So those two will actually work. So you get that one, it'll work on either the Tika mm -hmm. or the, the Saco. And then they have a Picatinny rail mount system, nice, of course. Nice, nice. So they're using the same heights that they normally use. They got the 1.18 and the 135. So they're keeping it relatively low. I haven't seen any in one and a half inch. I don't even think they make it. Um, but they're not making them in one inch. They're making them in 30 and 34 mm -hmm. for uh, for dovetails and pick rails. So those of, those of you guys who are going to see us at SHOT Show Booth 7502, we're going to have uh, Spur there with us as always, and you'll see, be able to see those. Or if you come into the shop, um, or you can, we should be getting them online here shortly. But the reason, the main reason we ordered them was for like Midway and Brownells. Yeah, because you're the distributor. So yeah, you have we're to the distributor. Yeah, in. so we, we bring that stuff in so that they can use it because we don't get the large hunting adventure crowds. We get the, the practical shooters. So they're using the, you know, they want, they love their accessories. They're going to use them. Did you lose your microphone? No, I'm trying to kind of damp. I'm, I'm right at, to get you perfect. I'm a little loud. It's too late, man. I'm like Mary Poppins. I'm always perfect. Dude, they say that new Mary Poppins is good. Yeah. You're into it. So anyway, yeah, no, that's because uh, the Spurs are rock solid, man. There's Spurs are rock solid. And guess what? They also have scope bases now too. Oh, does he? Yep. So That'll piss people off. It should a little bit. Yeah. They're they're fairly inexpensive too. Are they? Yeah. Um, so we got those in this last week. So we'll be getting those up online. But so the guys with the uh, the Remington seven hundreds and stuff like that, you don't necessarily need to buy a badger. Mm -hmm. You don't need to buy a a, a night force or anything like that. Or you know, I got that seven hundred coming or, out, man, from APO. Yeah. The training gun. Good. Yeah. Are they going to be using a spur scope base? I don't know. I don't. Uh, it, it, I don't know what's on it right now for base, but um, if it's cheap enough, because we're trying to keep the price for the complete rifle, yeah, um, under two grand, uh -huh. but with the better buttstock chassis. I'll tell you, it's cheaper than a Night Force rail. Is it to awesome. the consumer? That's what it needs to be. So, and with the same quality, the quality of spur. Yes. Right. That precision mm. machining. Yeah, hocking the zane over tentative that way. Yeah. How can? How can? Mm -hmm. How can? We can make fun of. I like how again. oof says it. Oof. Yeah, I like how oof. he says it. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> oof. But uh, uh, so, yeah. anyways, those are those are coming out for the hunting lines. What do you see as being? Uh, we talked about it a little bit on the last one. I want to talk. I want to get into the, the weeds a little bit more. But what do you see as the, the calibers for this year coming up? 22 of, stuff, man. Like a lot I said, of 22 stuff. I think that's going to come and go because the barrel life's not there. We're, 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 I really think at some point there's going to be a revolt against these rounds with 1,800 round of barrel life or less. I can see that. Because right now the trend is everything so is, is like sub a, two grand barrel. Like a twenty-two Creed more like that. that that's that's going to probably you be twelve, fifteen hundred rounds if you push them right. I mean, but the, the thing is, we're, the only saving grace is the speed limit of the matches because these calibers can go faster than the match speed limit. And now this is going to open up a whole nother can of worms for guys competing. There's a thirty-two hundred. Feet per second speed limit. This is under the assumption that everybody who wants to get this is going to compete with it. That's well, based off there's of no that. reason, other reason to get a 22 Creed more. Maybe Coyote or something, but... Well, somebody wants to shoot 1,500 yards, but they don't want to be capped by a speed limit. You know what yeah, I mean? But why do it with a 22? You can't see the splash and the hit. It's you so know somebody's going to do it. Yeah, I, I do. But I'm just... The thing <laughs> yeah, is, you're spotting your own hits and all these things is going to become harder. But what's going to happen is... is you're going to see guys that are going to be 3,300 and get and sneak in under the radar. Mm -hmm. And you're going to push the rules. It's going to be like, psh, ting, 500 yards. Like, yeah. How fast is your gun going? Right. Yep. And so you're, that's going to open a whole nother can of worms. But the fact is, the trend right now is to calibers with less than 2,000 rounds of barrel life. And that's being generous. 
Guys are saying 1,800 rounds with some of these stuff. There's reports out there every day of dudes smoking these barrels around 1,200, mm -hmm. 1,500. The guys were uh, bitching about us talking the 6XC stuff. Um, that Norma out there. What's wrong? What's wrong? With well, that? no, uh, that the Norma. I didn't know Norma had factory ammo at the time mm, of six mm -hmm. XC. It's twenty nine fifty. Okay, people don't run six XC to go twenty nine fifty. That's what they run the six BR at twenty nine fifty, and the Dasher is twenty nine fifty. The XC gets them to the thirty one fifty, like the Creedmoor, and so. You're 150 feet per second too low out of that ammo. But they're saying, well, our round count for us with the box ammo 6XC is 1,800. That's not what they get here because they push it harder. Mm -hmm. They're getting 1,500 rounds or less. So I really do think there's going to be a revolt when it comes to the XC stuff. Or not the XC, but the um, calibers going in that direction. Right, the barrel burner. Yeah, because everybody's... Because you're going to want to develop a load because... That goes 3,400. Yeah, well, and nobody's making that specific caliber. You know, they're not backing it up like Hornaday or Federal or something like that. They're going, okay, it's well... It's all Wildcat. Yeah, it's oh, all oh, the Wildcat. 22 Creedmoor at the moment, to, yeah. yeah. So at the moment, we got Wildcat rounds and we don't have anywhere to get all the supplies. Yeah. And when you get it, you're going to have to be the test bed unless somebody else is doing it and gave you their special recipe... You're going to go out there and you're going to burn a bunch of rounds mm -hmm. to it. And then you're going to have five, you know, five to a thousand rounds left of that barrel life. Then you're going to pay another the, 850 to get a barrel. The BR is and probably then go back gonna, to it. Yeah, the BR is going to probably be the only one that has any kind of barrel life to it, the 22 BR. Mm -hmm. The other ones are going to have terrible barrel life. And it's funny because when we were, you so know. So why would the, why would the, uh, the 22 BR be better? Well, just that BR uh, cartridge. Because it's shorter? Uh, yeah, and just the whole, like Adam had talked about, um, it's just... It's more efficient, it doesn't... Yep. Yeah, it's not it, But it's just going to be a little bit at. better than these others. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> it, you know, we were talking... There's, there's, there's probably 10 threads right now just about the Valkyrie. And people are questioning the barrel life. Because we're telling them 6,000 rounds. And everybody's like, no way. And then there's some people going, I'd be happy to get 3,000 rounds out of it. They're happy to get 3,000 rounds out of it because right now they're limited at 1,500 to 18. That's double. So right. I talked and, to... Well, I talked when to, you say that, you're not talking about 224. You're talking about a 6 mil Creed more. No, but like I'm that. talking... To, yeah, like, but in, the comparison, in comparison. In yes. comparison. Okay. All the, all the rounds with the 2,000 or less, those guys. Now, when we're discussing the 224 Valkyrie and everybody's saying, um, you know, waste of time in a bolt-action rifle, my argument is no, it's not because of the barrel life. Okay? Right. Well, I called, I, I know we spoke with Gilliland on Facebook. Jim Gilliland has 5,000 rounds through his. He says it's shooting half. So this week, there was this big conversations going on and everybody... Minus actual data, they're inserting their own information, which is wrong. That's where people are coming up with this 3,000 barrel life thing for the Valkyrie. Which doesn't sound makes right. Makes yeah. no sense. So anyway, I called JP this week, and I said, do you have a test barrel or a barrel there with a lot of barrel life? Which you know they do. And he said to me, he goes, I have the one rifle I'm using with over 6,000 rounds through it. I said, can you cut it and show me the cross section that people want to see what the throat looks like? Mm -hmm. He goes, no, it's still shooting no. good. Yeah, why would I do that? I still got another 2,000 rounds to burn out of this Yes, thing. and so I said to him, I said, can you get me a bore scope <laughs> picture All right. so I can show people what a barrel with 6,000 rounds through a Valkyrie looks like? And so they're working on it for me. I'm working to you get that. You should see if you can get him to commit to after that barrel is burnt out. Oh, it, he'll cut it. I'll yeah, get him to cut yeah, it. Yeah, get him to cut it. Yeah, I've done enough talking that yeah. they'll, they'll do me a, a solid back. But the thing is, what I've been told by multiple, multiple people is 6,000 to 8,000 rounds out of the Valkyrie. Mm -hmm. I have two barrels I can point to right now with more than 5,000 rounds through them that are working. 
So these guys trying to insert this half barrel life are just trying to make themselves feel better about the fact that most people are in a 2,000 or less place right now. That's three barrels. If you get a if you get a six a twenty two Creedmoor mm-hmm. over a um a Valkyrie, you have to buy three barrels before you burn out one. Yeah, it's eight fifty times three. Yeah, basically. and that's the point that I've I don't been know where you now, get your barrels from. I know what the price are. Yeah, and when all the work is done, and it's dude, out even the door my good guy price put on without yeah. it being worked on is. I won't say exact three hundred bucks. Yeah, three three hundred to three fifty is the for good the guy, blank. Right for the blank, then you got to get to get it worked on. Yep. Now, there's a lot of talk about the Grendel. To me, here's the thing with number one with six five. Like Grendel. why they didn't use the case? Oh, any for the of Grendel any of the conversation. Oh, uh, come here, dummy. Get out of the cables. <laughs> the dog's wrapped in. Freaking it. tangled up. <laughs> get out of here. Go. Watch out. So. We made a trip wire with our cable, and the dog just walked through. Yeah, we're all linked up. together and everything. This is more wires in this room. Than I know. I've ever seen in we're going to work place. on it. But um, <laughs> so everybody's trying to compare the Valkyrie and the Grendel. How long has the Grendel been on the market? It's been a while. It did nothing. Yeah, it sat there a lot. It do, It did. It's again. It's not half of what these people talk about. Now, can you do a twenty-two Grendel? Yes. yes. I don't know what the barrel life with that would be without going back and looking. I don't know off the top of my head. Put it that way. The twenty-two grand. I know a guy who shoots one. I can. I, I'll, I'll call him and ask him. Or shoot it me could be enough. viable, but then you're back into like a wildcat zone, and you're back into a place you have to load. Yeah. In the Valkyrie, seven ninety-nine a box, and you're in the game. Okay, so with what we're looking at as calibers coming out in this next year, maybe even the next two years, where. People are talking about it, and they want to see it, and they want to see it fast. What is going to be a competitor with a 224? Now that they got the 224 up, it's standing on its legs, and it's doing its thing. Mm-hmm. What's going to be able to well, like compete Brian, with 20, it? Well, like Brian, 88 grain at 2850. Yeah. Because that's 6.5 Creed area with better barrel life, less recoil, and cheap ammo. So what can compete with it that's coming out? Um... Not and nothing in barrel life, but in ballistics, any of those other ones are like I said. The problem is though, is the other calibers in the twenty-two variant that are coming out have a third the barrel life. Right. That's the problem. Can they compete? They'll exceed. The question is: one, you're going to have to reload. Two, what's the cost going to be? And then three barrels. Where I think the uh, we, I mean. Brian, a couple times, shot pretty fast, pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And he did 10 rounds at a time. Trying to steam it up. Well, no, just... Just shooting. Just shooting. Yeah. You know, that barrel did not get hot. You could, like, he dropped like two, three mags at one point, and I reached up and grabbed the barrel saying, hey, dude, let's stop. It wasn't hot. You were like, oh, keep shooting. Yeah, I'm like... This well, is... it was like that with, the, with his AR that I mm-hmm. shot. And same thing with Adam's uh, JP rifle that I shot. Um... I was busting rounds out of there as fast as I can put my sights on target. Right. And there was no problem. It didn't come off the target and it didn't get hot. So, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's the, 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 that 22 caliber space that's being explored right now is really kind of playing games with people because they're throwing numbers at everybody, but they're ignoring the obvious. And they're always, like, here's the, the running joke used to be, because Gardner come out with all this stuff, okay? So George Gardner, uh, you know, did the 6 Creedmoor. He did the 6.5 Psalm 4S, he's, which became the 6.5 PRC. So Gardner always would come out with these calibers. When I shot with him, the 7 Wisdom, we were shooting at ASC. So go back to 2005 or so. We're doing ASC. It's a UKD field match, blah, blah, blah. What's the winner for that? Something fast, short, and flat. And because they use LaRue targets at the time, you have to be able to knock them down. Mm-hmm. Seven Wisdom. He would always just tell people every time his patent line was 3,000 rounds of barrel life. What's it going to get for barrel life, George? 3,000 rounds. What's the six uh, Creedmoor going to get? 3,000 rounds. What's this going to get? 3,000 rounds. We would always laugh because it was like, 
Dude, you ain't getting 3,000 rounds out of that. And it'd be like, what'd you yeah. change? It's where you, you get the undercoating. Well, he'd you know, set it back. You pay extra for the undercoating. He'd right set there. it back, the barrel back. And he, well, what'd you set it back at? Oh, I set it back at, you know, 1,800. And it's like, ah, oh, you set it back, dude. That's not the same. Yes, he got 3,000 rounds out of the barrel, but he set it back once. Right. You know? And so th- that's kind of the, the direction that is being ignored or that that's that's a um not direction but a um a uh not a what's the word i'm looking for like a uh a side effect a consideration that everybody's just and we say barrel barrels are our tires and barrels are expendable when we're talking about 2500 versus 3000 right when we're talking you know 1800 versus 2200 mm-hmm. you're talking 5000 rounds versus 6000 rounds then barrels are tires but when you're talking 1800 1, versus 6000 6, yeah that's barrels are not tires barrels are not tires yeah. at that point no that that's your power steering system yes and so i think that's a big part of it and then becomes availability it's going to become a cost factor and I really think it's going to be ripe for exploiting the fact that all these rounds will go faster than the speed limit allowed mm-hmm. in easily. It's a difference where if you, you have to really push like a six creed more to get it past 3,200, you're going to hammer your brass and hammer everything to get a six creed more that fast in a normal rifle. But from 3,000 to 32, that's a doable space for it, mm-hmm. you know? But if you have something that's 3,400 to 36, and then you're gonna set, step it back to 32 for a speed limit, what's not to say we go 33 and don't tell anybody? 34 yeah. and don't tell anybody. For a lot of people, that's a, that's a barrel a year, man. Yeah. That's a barrel a year, straight up. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 don't see, I don't see the market embracing these sub 2000 round barrel life calibers. I see the gamers because they're sponsored. They'll pull barrels barrel off year. the table. They don't care. Yeah. Right. Well, it's going to be even less than that now. I think that, I think that number is going to go to three a year. Oh, for probably. those guys. Yeah. It's maybe get six months out of that barrel or, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to shoot this gun for this match and this gun for this match. Yes. You know, and they're going to bounce back and forth between and guns. It's going to be the same chassis, if, same if, action, just different If you're a competitor, you should be. Yeah. If you're a competitor, it's you a should golf club, have... Dude. It is a golf club. You should have a core gun, a K&M gun, an out west gun, mm-hmm. a northwest... Which shoots good there. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's going to be a thing. But I really do think a lot of these guys are being disingenuous in their discussions. I mean, it was the, it's the charges they brought against me uh, with the caliber matrix stuff. To say I was being biased, be biased. Be biased. Yeah, yeah. I, you know the saying that I, you know, I paid. No, that's not how it goes. I'm looking at it big picture and what the market will do. They're looking at it from strictly the point of a sponsored shooter in the top twenty of the PRS. Yeah, we're not getting paid every time we say these names on no. here. Every time that I say defiance or we, big, we don't get paid, paid for anything on the podcast. Yeah, we don't, we're not getting paid for that. Dude, stuff, this podcast just, hasn't made me a dime. <laughs> you, you know, it's like. You look at it, and it's just like, guys, this, we're giving you information. Take the information. This mm-hmm. is the beauty of living in America. You can listen to it, or you can move the fuck on. Right. So, anyways, um, you did an ELR match, or you went, it, it was a record Yeah, match. the world record event. There's one last this weekend. Year, well, there's one this weekend, but last year it was in Vegas right. before shot. Are they doing the same thing again this year? Um, they haven't said, but I'm sure they are. If they are, what do you expect to see caliber-wise there in ELR? So... When they're uh, doing that kind of stuff, because 375... 375's the champ right now. 416. 416, they're liking better because, because it's speed splash. versus splash. Um, I read uh, Emil um, Praslik from Team AB was on in, on Facebook talking about the ELR match this weekend. In the middle of the country, they have all that weather that we got a couple days ago. So it's been raining and nasty in the center of the country. The ground was wet at this ELR event. Mm. No splash. Yeah, no splash. You're done. So that's where um, in shooting at the side of the mountain in Raton for King of Two Mile is rocks. Mm-hmm. No splash because there's uh, crevices or, or right. crevasse, you know, yeah, uh, crags and yeah, stuff. Crag right. is the in, better word. In, uh, 
it's craggy. Ricochets. It's a lot of ricochets. Though. Yes. It's craggy. It's got voids. It's got space. Dead space. It, and you can't see. So what they found was going to the 416 helped them see the, the misses. Now, to me, 375 is the king of the hill. If you, that's really the, the standard. Um, ballistically, uh, bullet-wise, case efficiency, speed versus um, the weight, I guess, is a better. Uh, speed of the bullet versus weight of the bullet. Are those capped as far as speed limit? No. Weight Sorry. limit on the rifle, not is, speed limit okay, on the caliber. Okay. So there's a 50... So you are going to get more speed of a 375. Anyway. Yeah. And it's going to have, you know, uh, time of flight is going to be decreased, mm -hmm. which also increases your chances of getting a better wind call. Uh, you know, instead of it taking its time to get there, it's going to get there very promptly. Right, right. So 375 is the king of the hill. 416 if you're serious and you're going to go compete. Um, I, coming out of the, the king of, what was it, king of two mile last year... Um, 416 sounded like everybody wanted to talk about it. Everybody was like, 416 was the best out there. Yeah, it did the best. It did. And was a was it a 416 that won? Yes. And do we do we expect to see more 416s as we go? And that's a Barrett round, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was Barrett's answer to California's 50 cal. Yeah. Right. And yeah, everybody has an answer for that. And I actually have a question about 50 cal, but we'll get to it. Do you th do you think that we're going to see more 416 this next year coming into those types of events? Yes. Because they're going to follow what the what the what the pros use. Sure, for lack yeah, of a better whoever word. won, this right. is, I'm going to try that. Right. I mean, Brantley's at not. It's funny because like they were all laughing because Brantley's at the PRS finale this weekend, and he's not at the world record event. So guys, he was the two mile king, king right? And yeah. he's not even he don't he he so doesn't even care about like defending his title. Right. But I think you know like Tubbs stuff. I'm I was watching Tubbs scores. And Tubbs up there in the top five right now, or he was when I looked in Texas right now. And his 33XC is a 338 solution to this large caliber because his rifle is really like six millimeter to 338. His tub adaptive rifle is a 338 bolt face. But he's now modified it to do that 33XC that he's shooting. And Peterson has brass and all that stuff. So there is the ability to take a 338 bolt face and run. Now, I don't know if he opened it up or anything. I haven't, like, seared in my brain the specifics of that caliber. Um, and I need to get with him about that. But um, it's a 33XC. And my understanding is it's a... I keep three, hearing this. And I actually, I think we have a, a reamer for that. 33... Uh, 338 bolt face. Either the 30XC or the... Yes. 33XC. We have a reamer for one of those. 33, probably. Yeah. Probably the 33XC. Yeah, I'm thinking that. And he's it. doing really well. He's pushing the Warner Tool flatline bullets. And he's doing stuff in that 33 space without jumping up all the way to 375. And he's doing well with it. I mean, look at Nate. Got two records. Well, yeah, and they, they do well across the board. Right. So, I mean, there's really no question. Like, you want to talk about a trendsetter? That's a trendsetter. Yes. Yeah, Tubbs so, definitely looking at what Tubbs does. There's, there's never a question because he has reason behind everything he's doing. And he's like, look what I'm telling you. This is what I see. I'm going to prove it. And there isn't many times that he doesn't. Well, I mean, that's his yard, man. His whole yard is a range, and he puts it into practice. Yeah. All his job is shooting. And so, yeah, for sure, I think there's things within that um, that look at what Tubbs doing for the big calibers. I think there's there's merit there to have a big caliber without the biggest gun, right? You know, so you could be a step down in the 338 space and not have to go all the way to the 50, 375, 416 space. So you can you can stop short of spending 10 grand and spend eight grand instead mm -hmm. you know from a rifle standpoint and then take two grand and invest that into your training regiment and your ammo and all your stuff mm -hmm. right so there, there's that um what are we going to see from a 50 anything well just the, i guess the ai that we're not supposed to say but the multi-cal yeah multi-cal ai yep. that'll be out yep you'll um, have your 375 your ar yeah. and, and so ai is going to do the same thing they did with these with the AT and AX, 
will now translate to the 50 cal class. So if you want to be a big gun well, ELR they, well, shooter. Well, they discontinued their AX line. Right. And now it's the AX Mark II, quote-unquote, with that multi-caliber system. So if you want to play this game, you get an AI-50 multi-cal. Which they've been competing with for like yes. the last two years. Well, they Just down at the King of Two Miles. So if you've they, been down there, you've seen Well, it. they've competed in the 50 cal nationals. They just... Oh, that's yeah, they, they just went down for the King of Two Miles. But they're not doing King of Two Mile because they didn't like the format and the way that it was presented right. for those prior years. There was there was some drama, as with anything. There was the two, not last year or the year before. Well, the year before had drama. The two years before that had drama. And it was not um, last year. It was the year before that AI actually shot it, but then walked away from it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think their multi-cal 50 will give you that ability to get cheap surplus 50 cal ammo then spin up a 375 barrel and all your fancy stuff and then you can go in that direction with that as well and the nice thing about that is still based off the aw50 which yep. is the most accurate 50 it's an cal insanely friggin good rifle so. i mean i hate 50s but every time i've shot an ax50 i've shot half minute groups out of them oh hands down yeah adam and i set one up for a uh, department down in florida mm-hmm. this was a few years back we set it up Half minute at 100, dot 11.25, impact, dial the mile, impact, packed it up, sent it down to Florida. They ended up buying five of them. Yes. So, I mean, they're that's that's where they're at. These guys are trusting their life, their badge, and somebody else's life on it. The, so. No, the 50s rock from, I mean, all AIs rock. I mean, I'm such a, a fanboy. I feel weird because I don't talk about them as much, but <laughs> it's like we're so ingrained well, I mean, in them. Yeah, I mean, it's a they 50. Sell we're not, yeah, I don't like shooting them either, but out of all of them, that's the most accurate that yeah, I've seen. Yeah, yeah. But any gun, I mean, the AI all the way through, from the AT to the AX Mm -hmm. all the way up. I think we don't talk about them that much, but they're like clearly our favorite rifles. Yeah. But they just don't need the hype. Right. It's like I never see any, I never see any commercials for Corvettes and stuff. Yes. You know? Yeah. There they are. People are driving them Mm -hmm. and they're still in business. They're still the fastest production, you know, car that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I'm sure somebody's going to quote me on that and, and say, oh, wrong. the Porsche, yeah. blah, 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 yeah, blah, does this. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. But you know what I mean. So um, You get the point, guys. Yeah. the uh, That's a lot of stuff coming up for next year. And <clears throat> I really want to see, I want to see these new gadgets that they're going to come out with. Because we know it's going to happen for this next year in SHOT Show. What kind of gadgets Just do you gadgets, mean? man. Just like anything that you can hang off your gun that's going to make you a better shooter. <laughs> you know, I want, to, I want to see more and more what they're doing just so I can go see. That was that AR mentality that I'm talking about. These, you know, um, It's the Badger AR with the cup holder, the phone holder. The AC the, unit. Yes. The little fan that has the spritzer in it mm-hmm. where you can just reach up and turn it on. Or well, you can get the The lash. chamber of Magneto Speed's chamber AC. Yeah. So put it in. Cool it down. Put your chamber AC. Nanotechnology. We are going into that AR zone, aren't we? We yeah. got the AC for your I'm rifle. I'm telling you. It's coming, dude. But... Um, Moving away from rifles. You know what's going to be next, too? I've seen it already, but the, now they just use the, the strips, the temperature gauges for the barrel. They mm. use the strips now. I see a bunch of guys running. Like, uh, like you did like an MBC classes yes. or you had like the M9 paper you yes. rub and see if there's any nerve agent going they on? They have those those heat strips now. They're meant like, I think NASCAR <laughs> and, and for automotive, they have them. But they're about a, a, a one and a half, two inch long strip. Like the little strip. battery things. Yes. That, like when your battery's low and you want to check it. I've know. seen them on four or five PRS rifles. Really? The heat strips on the barrel. Just in front of the chamber. Well, I can see that messing up harmonics, Frank. <laughs> Not if you zero with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Get a zero with it and then tie a string on your, uh, on your muzzle, muzzle brake. and so zero with that. So you can get wind at the at, at the barrel yeah. at the muzzle. Wind mm-hmm. at the muzzle is the most important. Yes. Just so you know. Uh, speaking of wind at the muzzle, mm-hmm. training classes. I know we keep talking about it. We're I got to put, put it out. out. Schedule, We're gonna. Right? I'm gonna do one at the end of March, April, May, June. I may skip because I'm so booked in June right now. We'll do July. Well, you got a buttload of classes up in. And I got Alaska. the match and everything. Yeah. Um. We'll do July. I'm thinking not only doing the three-day classes we've been doing, to do a two-day 
weekend only kind of win Saturday, thing, Sunday, but a yeah. little different format. I'm 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 playing with format right now. Uh, Brian offered to make some uh, props and barricade stuff for us because I think we need to put a whole thing out there. At least two two real barricades. Yeah, I can do some in my garage. Oh, too. you said that too, yeah. right? Right. Mm-hmm. So um, we should look at doing that. We're definitely gonna do. I'm good now because all my I'm we're almost 100 booked in Alaska. Yep. So I got no more. I've got people a text I was just getting earlier. You need to book out the lower 48, son. Yes, I just got a text of a guy who has a new range that opened in Nashville, and Kiana's supposed to be moving to Nashville in January. Oh, perfect. Two so, birds, one stone. Yes. Um. So I'm probably gonna do something for Paul in Nashville. And then it's, uh, there's a Michigan coming up. Guys want me to do a class in Michigan. And all our classes here, we're going to be busy. So, and then I, I spoke about doing maybe a, a combined thing with Brian down at Blue Steel. Mm-hmm. Doing a little two of us together because people are asking about that. They thought the dynamic between him and I worked out really well. And that'll kind of satisfy Diane not letting you leave the office. Great. <laughs> So what levels of training are, are we looking at? So, you know, there's like a PR1, a PR2. The, uh, well, wind is going to be, because we're dealing with so much wind, you saw how freaked out and pissed I was when the wind came up on us. Mm-hmm. Like we had beautiful weather and then you All go to do sudden, a basic class. Yeah. So I think if I insert sort of these wind heavy classes and we do a little bit more modification of the range to focus on that, direction changes on where we shoot mm-hmm. what we'll do is we'll go more to the uh, nine o'clock and put a few targets out between those two towers and then do something mm-hmm. uh center i got spots out there all picked out yeah yep. and that way we could change direction on the wind but i think that's going to be a better focus until we can get a little bit more amenities to do the the sort of a comp workup class the mover class and things like that are more advanced with a wind class are you expecting folks to bring spotting scopes so that they can spot yeah. like a two-man team. Two-man team stuff, so yes, like, yeah, you'll so, work together. So we're going to have even numbers instead of like, okay, 11 guys, you know, something like that. It'd be or, tw- like 12, and yeah, 12, it has to be yeah, 12, right, so right. That would be good. That would be good teamwork kind of builder for uh, folks and, that like doing that stuff. You know, so we're doing a bunch of stuff that way. Really, uh, because I had lost my mover, which we won't get into, but uh, I, I need to have a replacement mover. I've been patrolling the backlands for you. Yeah, find it. it's gone. Yeah. Um, it will. We that's going to be the next case is to do mover stuff and to do things like that. Yeah. And then I'd like to do a two day short le thing for us, just to kind of marksmanship le and not a um, call out kind of deal. Right. More of a yeah. of a static. Back to the beginning. Like, yes. Because. What I've noticed from just working with law enforcement in the past and even their snipers is, you know, they get kind of tossed into that position and they don't have any background on sniping or anything like that. They don't have a a fundamental skill set. You know, they may be, you know, a good, bad shooter, but they're not, they're struggling with it. Mm -hmm. So having, you know, taking a step back and going, okay, let's just, let's just get some rounds down range because when they work, or when they go and train, there are some departments that train all the time. And then there's some departments that maybe shoot 50 rounds a year. And it's hard to find a happy medium right. in between. And what we've seen in classes, just shooting for three days, 300 rounds, at 150 rounds, something breaks. Yes. Somebody, always. something breaks. Always. We just don't know what it is. And we don't want to see that on a law enforcement gun from, it, that, from that standpoint. Because if you're they're, shooting 50 rounds... 1996 Leopolds always break after yeah. that many rounds in a row. And you're shooting 50 rounds per year, it's going to take you three or four years to figure out what's wrong with your gun. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, I know, uh, you know the same guys I do, people who, because Mile High is the LE distributor for AI. I, I'll do some stuff with various departments that you guys work with, and those guys will call me up on the side. Every time I've gotten a call to fix a problem, I take them back to the fundamentals and it fixes the problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't have to do some whiz-bang fancy thing, you know, stand on your head and turn sideways. The back-flipping hatchet throw? Yeah. It's go back to original, go back to, you know, our basics. Uh, um, You know, the football stuff, kind of bouncing in on the games and everything. 
there was guys, the commentators were saying, oh, he's good fundamental football. He's good fundamental football. Because they know it's all about fundamentals. And that's what it comes down to. So if you get those fundamentals right, the rest of it falls into place. Yeah, I heard you're starting a fundamental Friday. Is that your... Yeah, that, well, I, I stole it from Phil uh, Vallejo. So you're going you're to sit back at the end of the day and just be like, all right, to, today we're going to focus on this. Maybe, yeah. Like I have to bring up parallax and stuff. I, I started, forgot. I had to do a King Supers run earlier this morning, so mm -hmm. I, was, I was trying to catch up a little bit in some of the stuff. And instead of starting from the bottom, I started from the top. So I, I read a lot of the comments on the Sniper Side Forum and what gets people spun up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, get in there and see what he said. And someone's, you know, someone's upset because you said this and you had a rant and then they were laughing because you're like, and rant. And then you started eating something on the yeah, microphone. Yeah, sipping coffee. Yeah, yeah, sipping coffee, doing whatever. And I'm like, well, that's typical. That's what happens. And and I, I, I laugh too because I, I explained this to Fritz the other day, is that you don't see the 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 timeline of how things happen where you know i'm in a unique position where i get to see this stuff and i get to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff mm -hmm. and and just because i'm not here or talking or uh, or doing something doesn't mean i'm not a part of it or i'm not seeing what's going on or um you know just you know having that information and i can step back and go yeah this isn't going to work out for so and so or this isn't going to work out for them or whatever and on it, when you do, like, you had what you went down to the, the Blue Steel Ranch with Brian and did like five hours, four or five hours of video, mm -hmm. which when you put something out, it's, you know, three to five minutes tops because right. everybody's attention span, like, we've learned. You with, watch it. After five age, minutes, yeah. it drops like a rock. Yeah. It's a cliff. Well, and. and that's a lot to do with, you know, our day and age in social media where you have a two minute clip and that's good. I'm fine with that. But if it starts getting into 10 minutes, I'm like, holy smokes. You start fast forwarding, looking, yeah. looking on the strip for a good thing. Okay. Is he shooting now? Okay. Let's watch that. Yep. But, um, what they don't see is you have, you know, just four hours of video invested into it and then you put out a two minute clip. So whatever the math is on that, we're talking about months of material that you've edited and spent a whole lot of time on. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you put it out, somebody wants to poo poo on it. Yeah. And it's like every single time, but this has been going on for, you know, for like 20 years I, now. I, I, so I'm like, you have to understand where he's coming from. And I'm like, Fritz, the, you know, just cause someone said they didn't like your video, it doesn't mean that's a bad thing because all these people did. Well, it, it, and, you know, it's, it's a weird need for someone to come on to like the videos on YouTube or to come on to and, and <laughs> yes, just to say I mean, the yeah. most negative, stupidest thing they can think of. Yeah. Like every day I get, I get YouTube replies because there's over almost 200 videos on my YouTube channel. So every day there's probably 10 replies mm -hmm. And guys will go on to an eight-year-old video or something close, give or take, you know, five years ago, and they'll go, that KDX chassis is ugly. It's like, okay. why did you bother to just make that <laughs> comment on a five-year-old video? Dude, it, it's got to... Like, most of it's about me. Most of them I, go, well, I, I actually, listen. I've actually been a part of one of those where um, does... I have the, the ownership of the Podbean app. Yes. And I get all the notifications when somebody says something. Mm -hmm. And this dude was like going to town, like, well, I, I, I can't believe you did this and da-da-da-da-da. And he's putting it on the, on the Podbean stuff. And I'm like, dude, who is this? Is he kidding? Like, there's no tone in text for me. Right. So I'm like, I have to look at it and go, is this guy joking? What's he doing? So I'm like texting him. I'm like, hey, did you piss somebody off? What's going on? And you're like, I don't know. I'm going to tell him to fuck off. I'm, okay. Yeah, you can I fuck did. off. And then the dude was like, fuck you, troll, or fuck you, hobbit, or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. just like, well, that's kind of rude. I remember that. I, yeah. I did. I yeah, the like, guy what came What is on. the deal with this? I, they I, I they don't just want to. They, they, I think it's funny. It's funny because their, their experience can fit in a thimble. Mm -hmm. And yet they want to be the ones to argue their side is better. And it's like, dude, your experience fits in a thimble, man. Yeah, and, and a lot of people don't understand. It's like you're not sitting there pulling your hair out. You're sitting there laughing and going, what are you even talking about? Right. I a mean, lot of the times, like, it's not even, it doesn't even make you upset. I used to think it made you upset. And, like, it it like it would grind on me so hard being in that <laughs> kind of position. I'd be like, dude, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. But it's it's funny because the, the way you approach it, like, 
again, there's no tone in text. So when you're writing these big things on the forum and Which stuff like why. that, yeah, I have the ad tone. Things, yeah, there is no tone there. And if you take that away, mm-hmm. you'd actually see it for what it is and like what 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 he's saying. Because I, if I say fuck, you know my tone. Yeah. Well, and I picture it in a different way because I can hear you talking when you're when you're typing it, mm-hmm. and I can see a big smile on your face as you're doing it. Yeah, and I'm just like, he's not mad. They're like, why? Why is everybody attacking everybody? I don't know. And I, I think the shit's funny. I like step back and look at it, and I go, yeah. Okay. I mean, and there's I you, get it. Go but... onto my YouTube channel, and I'll tell guy. I'm like, dude, you won the internet today. You're a genius. Yeah, you know. I'll, and or then don't use it. Period. Right, right. Send. I didn't force you to use it. <laughs> I'm just showing you what I did. Yeah, I wrote that to somebody the other day. Some of the guys, rah, 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 and I'm like, no one's forcing you. Oh, well, I didn't look at it like that. <laughs> Thank you for squaring me away. Yeah, so anyway. All righty, guys, we're hitting on our hour. We've got an hour, man. That so, was pretty good. We yeah, got a those couple are two hours good of content. And, uh, um, again, we're going we're gonna to see you guys at SHOT Show, and we're going to hopefully see a lot of this stuff that we've been talking about. And um, Just be safe out there. Remember your vehicles, weapons, and ground safety, and, uh, and do the right thing. All right, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Bye.